Herb, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready to rock y'all? Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Nikki's Thoughts Podcast. I am your girl, Anne Nicole, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in with me another week. And I'd like to remind you to remember to subscribe to the podcast, review the podcast, and tell a loved one about how much you love it and how much they would love it too, and for them to check the podcast out, right? So um, I'm recording this episode a little bit early because um, I am dipping out to Philadelphia for the weekend. So I knew that I wouldn't feel like recording on Sunday and I have to turn in another edit for my dissertation and I'll be working on that to the wee hours of the morning. So I was like, let me go ahead and get it out the way today. So I actually didn't do Therapy Thursday today because um, I was at Ross. Yeah, Ross, Ross kind of caught me up. So it was a little bit too late by the time I got home. So I was like, you know, let me do the podcast and um, try to kill two birds with one stone. Today was very, 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 very crazy for me. Um, I went to the first Ross in um, D.C. Um, I work in work in the district, if you all didn't know that um, by now. But um, I'm driving into the parking lot and I'm driving into I'm turning into the parking lot and it's this car reversing out of a parking spot like right in the front. And then I see this Benz, I guess, is waiting for the car to come out of the parking spot for um, it to get into the spot. So um, as I'm turning in, the guy and I lock eyes, the guy who's waiting, the guy in the BMW who's waiting, and he's like, I see him mouth, um, that's my spot. And I was like, oh, well, I wasn't looking for that spot. Um, I'm a disabled veteran. I got handicap tags. So I pointed to the spot even more so in the front with the handicap placard. And I was like, "Uh, that's my spot. You know, you go on on over there. So he parks his car. I park my car. Um, He got out of his car first. You know, I had to get my purse and everything. So when I got out of my car and he looks me up and down or whatever, and he was like, oh, um, hey, how are you doing? And I said, I know your raggedy ass ain't trying to holler at me when you was just being petty over that parking spot, a parking spot that I didn't even want. But you was being petty over that. You know, like I, I, I was like driving up like that's me. No, sir. You know, he looked at me and I looked at him and I slung my purse over my shoulder and I proceeded my ass into Ross. So, um, and I, I mean, he didn't owe me the parking spot. Let me be clear. Um, people were like, well, what was wrong with what he did? Um, he definitely didn't owe me the parking spot. It wasn't even about that. It was just the, he was kind of aggressive with, you know, he was uh, twisting his neck. And uh, pointing to the, that's my spot or whatever. And all right, that's cool. That's your spot. But don't bring your raggedy ass out your car and think after you done did all of that, that you going to look me up and down like a snack. And, 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 and I'm going to be the snack that smiles back. Mm-mm. No, sir. Go on in here and get your little um, suit coordinates, whoever the fuck you're getting out of Ross, because it's a no for me. Okay. And then the second um, funny story. Um Kingston loves him some cheesesteaks. He's just on a cheesesteak binge right now. So 
there's this place that a co-worker of mine told me about um, in D.C. that he says has like the best, um, this best, like this, the best carryout in D.C. So Kingston does like it. So I've gone, I've gone twice. So the second time that I went, I guess the first time this guy noticed me, but I was in a rush. I was in a hurry. And the second time he came in behind me, you know, try to strike up a conversation. They sat in a third. And I'm just like, you know, all right, you seem like a, a okay dude. You know, all right, I'll rap with you for a second. And so, like, we're talking. And I don't know if a, a, a car beeped or I don't know. Something happened. But he turned his head. And when he turned his head. And this is after him telling me, you know, he 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 likes what he sees, and you know, he want us to be on some. What we doing? And I'm like, what we doing, nigga? I don't know you. I just met you, um, and all of this other stuff. He turns his head, and I see the biggest tattoo with a woman's name on it. I mean, it took up the whole side of his neck, and so I said. Who is blah blah blah? And he was like, Oh, um, that's 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 my baby mother. And I was like, Oh, y'all, what's what's the E True Hollywood story on y'all? And he was like, No, we're not together no more. I got it done in 2007. And I said, So when did y'all break up? And he was like, Four years later. So I said, That will bring us to 2011, which means you've carried this tattoo on your neck seven years after the fact that you've broken up with this woman. And I said, and I'm sure you've been in other relationships since then. And these women out in these streets is cool with you having somebody else's name on your neck of all places. Not someplace where, you know, I don't know, a chest, an arm or something. You can cover that shit up. The only way we won't see that is if you got a fucking turtleneck on. And ain't nobody said nothing to you about you having a tattoo of somebody else's name on their neck for seven years after the fact. And he was like, I was looking for a place to cover it up, you know, good cover up artists or, you know, to get it removed. Um, but, you know, um, I, I couldn't find it. And, you know, I got this one done um, X amount of years ago, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, who? Listen, I got to ask the tattoos. Y'all follow me. I lost count of time in these tattoos. I got sleeves, y'all. It ain't nothing to get your shit covered up. Especially if you're really into tattoos, you know, word of mouth, you know, you, you ask, you this, and we're in a social media era. If you really wanted that shit off your neck, you would have got it off your neck. So I said, well, you know what? Um, let me get on the fuck on my way before old girl pull up, you know, because I don't know what's going on. You know, one plus one ain't equaling two and this shit seven years after the fact. And he was like, you don't got well, you, you got your ex-husband's absolutely not. Absolutely not. The only guy's name on me is my is my son, is my child. And I think I got maybe four tattoos, four Kingston tattoos. You know, different different ways, different um, adaptations. Like Kingston, when he first started writing his name, when he was about three or four, 
I have that tattoo on my ankle. If he wrote his name, Kingston, and like a son, it's so cute. Um, but yeah, but absolutely not. I do not have my ex-husband's name on me. Never would. I don't ex-boyfriend, ex-whoever. I don't got it. So it got me to thinking because he thought that this was just the most ridiculous thing that I was, I, I, I just was just disgusted. And I went on my way, which I did, got in my car and got and drove, drove the fuck off, put the Hemi to the fucking metal and drove off. So I decided to do a, um, a poll on Instagram. Uh, Cause I was like, well, you know, maybe this is the norm, you know, with other folks, even though I'm not down with a discount, even though I'm not down with OPP. Because y'all know me, but maybe, shit, I don't know. So I did a poll and I said, would you date someone who still had their ex's name tattooed on their body? 46% of y'all who answered said yes, while of course, 54% said no. And I'm not even going to lie. I was a little bit perplexed by the results. I was a little bit kind of like, ugh. You know, like, really? 46%? At one point, it was 50-50. Now, I also did it on my Facebook. And Facebook 100% said no. And I was like, see, Facebook, that's why we here. Even though I'm never on Facebook, we here. But I just, I don't know. It could just be me. But I'm not with that shit. You know, I'm just not with, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not with it. You know, I just think that it's just so, it's a turnoff. And he was just like, I just don't understand what the big deal is. And I said, well, you know what? What if I had my, as you asked me, what if I had my ex-husband's name plastered across my backside? And when we being intimate and you see that, you don't think that's going to affect your happy ending? You know, so imagine I'm, this isn't even in an intimate setting. Every time I see you, you turn your fucking neck, you turn your head. I see a woman's name and it's not even small. I mean, the thing took up his whole neck. You think that, moving right along. For, for y'all 46%, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. But you got these men's and probably these women's out in these streets thinking that it's okay. And when they come across a young lady like myself, I'm not cool with that. So that's the catch up. Let's get into today's topic. Okay, so today we are discussing 10 signs of toxic people and how to handle them. I think we've all dealt with some toxic people. I think we all are present day maneuvering and navigating through toxic spaces with negative people. And so I wanted to touch on it and I want to talk about it. Um, first, you know, maybe some folks don't think that they are. Maybe some folks don't know they are. So I just want to give some type of um, some scenarios, excuse me, um, and let me know if it sounds familiar. Well, not let me know, but say it out loud if it sounds familiar. Um, one, you've been friends for years with someone and she's always been prickly. But now you're noticing that, you know, her, her, her shit, she's really gunning for you and they're aimed directly at you. Like, um, criticism, um, you know, you've been friends with someone, a woman, a man or something, and they've always been kind of negative and, you know, just a downer, a Debbie downer. But now, you know, not only are they a Debbie downer, but they're just being overly critical of you. Like, it's just like they're at war with you. 
Another scenario, your coworker is a show off who's always dismissed your suggestions and ideas, and now they are actively disparaging you to anyone who'll listen, just talking shit about you, you know, bringing negative attention to you, just not presenting you in a, a, a positive light. Here's another. Your partner says mean things to you, and when you object and say, hold up, you got me fucked up. That's what I would say. Maybe some of y'all won't say that. Um, they'll tell you, ah, you're being sensitive. Like, chill, 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 chill your punk ass out. Or, you know, uh, uh, stop being so sensitive. Or they just shut down Stonewall and they just refuse to say anything else to you. Another. Maybe a parent of yours has amped up the volume on putting you down no matter what. You can't do nothing right. You know, Everything is negative. Everything is, you know, they don't believe in you. You know, you're a loser. You're a this, you're a that. I mean, you can fucking find the cure for fucking AIDS and they still got some shit to say negative about you. So, um, you know, maybe one day you just like waking up and you're like, this doesn't feel right. You know, or maybe I think it doesn't feel right, but I'm not sure if it's not right um, because we have things called gaslighting and manipulation and all of that that we'll get into later. Um, But you don't know what to do about it, you know, and you're just stuck. So I I know that a lot of folks um, go through this where, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a multi-step process. Yeah, I recognize that I'm around toxic people. I recognize that I have an unhealthy connection with someone, but I don't know what to do about it. And in my clients and in my tour and even on my page, I hear this a lot about family. I hear a lot of the times I can't cut my mama off. Why the fuck can't you? I can't cut my dad off. Why the fuck can't you? Or nah, I mean my brother, you know, blood. Why did? Why the fuck can't you? Says who? Says who? You can cut off anybody who is toxic to you. Anybody who is destructive to your peace, including mama's ass. Mama gotta go too. You know, you don't gotta be like, um, you know, mama. It was nice knowing you. Get the fuck on. You know, blah 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 blah. But you can set boundaries with her. You know, I'm big, 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 big on boundaries. And sometimes the first boundary that you have to set is you need to put some space between y'all two. And then you can, you know, loosen your grip on your boundary, you know, blur your lines a little bit. But I see this a lot, particularly in my black families, because, you know, growing up, parents is king and queen. You don't talk back. You don't you don't speak your peace. You don't anything. So, um, I really want to touch on, yes, you can cut people off. And this is how you can deal with toxic people. You know, maybe you're not ready to snip snip or whatever. But um, I I just want to kind of help maneuver through these situations so um the first thing i want to say is trust your gut if your gut is telling you that that person had you fucked up guess what that person had you fucked up if your intuition is telling you nah i don't agree with what that person just said to me or said about me or did to me you know 
trust your gut, your intuition. I'm telling you, your intuition will never steer you wrong. Trust it. If your intuition say, nah, we didn't like that. We don't like that. You know, and that needs to be, that needs to be addressed. The next thing, you got to take off them rose colored glasses. You got to take off them rose colored glasses and stop trying to exchange somebody's toxicity and their disrespect for the sake of having the person in your life. You got to recognize a fallacy when y'all see one people. You do. You have to. And you have to not be afraid to cut your losses. You have to not be afraid to cut your losses. A lot of times, familiarity is comfort. And when I, I, I speak with my clients and they be like, I don't know what made me stay so long. I don't know what made, I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, I can't do this or why I can't leave this person alone and all of this other stuff. It's because you're familiar with it and it's comfortable to you. It's not right. It's toxic as fuck. But that's what you know. And you're afraid to go to a unknown. So, or it's like we got all of this history. And what the fuck is history if the chemistry ain't there no more? What the hell is history when your chemistry is murky as shit and toxic as hell? You know? And it's like, I don't want to start over. And, you know, I, I, it's kind of like a codependency. You have to be okay with cutting your losses from someone. It's kind of like a plant. I'm an earth sign. I love plants. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm on the road a lot. Sometimes my leaves die. You know, I forget to water it before I leave. Or, you know, um, I forget to turn it. You know, or maybe I have my AC up too high. You know, it's a science to this plant shit. And I'll see leaves go brown. I'll see leaves die. Now, me and these leaves, we've been here since they've been growing out and sprouting. I don't look at them and say, damn. <sighs> We've been together since you was just a little bud. Mm-mm. I grab my scissors and I prune that motherfucking plant. Get all that brown shit out. Because I know in order to protect my plant and for my plant to continue to thrive and for my plant to continue to be green and full of life and giving my asthmatic ass all the fucking good oxygen I need through photosynthesis, that brown shit got to go. You got to be the same way. Don't be afraid to cut people off. Because you're going to stifle your growth. The next thing, anticipate retaliation or pushback. Recognize that the toxic person has invested, air quotations, invested time in the connection that they have with you and the purpose that you serve in their lives. You ain't the only person that's made an investment in this union. You know that, right? Hmm? Yeah, they have too. Especially if bringing you down and being toxic to you makes them feel good. So what you mean you rolling out? Who the hell gonna make me feel good? Who the hell I'm gonna release all this garbage on? Where you going? You know? So once you start advocating or self-advocating and setting your boundaries and confronting them, don't think that they're going to pleasantly concede and say, you know what, you right, babe. You right. I mean, sometimes they might. Because sometimes we don't know what we're doing to somebody. But on the other side of that coin, you know, a lot of folks don't like when you put that mirror to their face. A lot of folks don't like when you call them on their shit. So what do they do? 
They may engage in things like manipulation, gaslighting, something that I like to call emotional blackmail, or they may start to tarnish your reputation and your good standing with other people to either make them side with them or to minimize their responsibility to how they had you fucked all the way up and why you had to cut them off. So I want to go into some definitions because I'm sure maybe some people don't know what gaslighting is. Maybe some people aren't familiar with manipulation and things of that that nature. Um, so these are some things that maybe they, they'll do to you when you try to get out. Gaslighting is basically emotional abuse. Gaslighting is false information presented with the, and I bring in my highlighter out, intention of making victims doubt their own memory, perception, and sanity. Oh, no, baby, you tripping. Oh, no, because so-and-so and so-and-so. And then you thinking, well, damn, maybe I'm tripping. And, you know, uh, maybe it is me. And maybe I'm insecure. And maybe, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, no, all the time, your intuition is right. That's why I said you trust your gut. And I know I'm going backwards. I'm going to give you all the signs. But I just, I be just passionate about this shit. So, excuse me. So, that's what gaslighting is. When somebody tries to reverse their shit on you and put you blame you no 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 no. that's you 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 tripping baby you tripping the next thing is minimizing which is also a form of emotional abuse and that is a covert control tactic that is used to cause self-doubt by downplaying the event it's deceptively designed to manipulate a victim into feeling irrational you hear people say Aw, you're overreacting. It wasn't that bad. Aw, you tripping. You a punk. Girl, you mad at that? Nigga, you mad. I can't believe. Oh, my God. Oh, man up. Woman up. Pull your skirt down. You know, blah, blah, blah. What are you? What is this your time of the month? That's what minimizing is. You've told your feelings and they're like, no, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. Um, the next thing is silent treatment. And when I seen this, I was like, whoo. Because as a Virgo, we are the kings and queens of silent treatment. We will shut down on that ass. But I think we shut down and we do silent treatment because we're, we're, we've, we've climbed up into our head. And we're, there, we're living there. And we're rearranging our thoughts. But everybody don't do that. You know, it's a method to our madness. But I'm talking about the negative silent treatment. And silent treatment is also a form of emotional abuse. And the definition for that is it's a form of punishment. Or something I like to call control. And it's designed to cause harm by making the person feel powerless, invisible, insignificant, and non-existent. They just make you feel small. Like your your presence don't even mean shit for me to acknowledge. You ain't even here. It is a control tactic. It is a control tactic. And if someone is doing this to you, particularly over and over, and it's a huge gross form of abuse, a huge gross form of abuse, because they're going to do anything to gain control back of that situation, either by making you feel like you tripping, by um, intimidating you, by manipulating you. 
by making you feel like you the problem or by making it seem like you ain't nobody. You ain't shit. These are the tools that are used by toxic people to get their footing back and to get back into the saddle. But I want to say, do not normalize their behavior. One of the worst phrases that I hate is when people say, that's the way they are. Oh, so-and-so, yeah, they're known as so-and-so, but that's just the way they are. You know, they're like that with so-and-so-and-so. Yeah, they might have did that to you, but they treat their own mama like that. Or they treat their own kid like that. Or their baby mama. Or the so-and-so. Or the so-and-so. Or, you know, they're just words. Or you're, you're starting to question yourself, well, maybe I'm just being sensitive. You know, maybe I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, yeah. So, I want you to know that it's not okay If something bothers you, it's not okay. I don't give a fuck who they do the shit with. I don't give a fuck if that's the way they are. And whenever I hear people say, well, you know, that's just the way that I am. I always tell them, that's just the way that you are. But you need to realize that it has consequences, especially with me. You know, it's like people want, people want a pass to be able to have autonomy to be whoever they want to be do whoever they do whatever they want to do say whatever they want to say treat people the way that they're supposed to treat or they want to treat people excuse me but they don't think that the other person can't exercise that same autonomy not to fucking deal with them and that's the, I hate when people oh, that's just the way they are yeah yeah it's fucked up but I mean that boy treat his mama like that. That girl talked to her own daddy like that. You seen how she treat her kids? You seen how he treat his, his siblings? You see? No, I don't give a fuck. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to tell one dude, yeah, you might do that shit with your mama, but you ain't trying to date your mama. You trying to date me. So you won't have to police that shit up. Or I'm going to go ahead and get the fuck on. So um, I don't want you all to fall into that trap. Of, you know, accepting crazy things from, you know, other people. So let me get into these 10, these 10 signs of toxic people. The first is they're selfish. That's one of the sure way, the surefire ways, excuse me, that you can spot a toxic person because they only think about themselves. They'll rarely show any concern for you, for others. And the communication setting is usually stuck on broadcast. They'll talk about each, they'll talk about themselves for hours and ain't give a fuck about what you got to say about you. You know, they have no genuine concern for your feelings. They won't take your feelings into consideration. And this also, this is, this is sometimes seen as control. They care about how they feel, what they want to do and what their needs are. And they will happily manipulate you. To ensure that all of those needs are met. Everything about their show is met by you. So when we think about friendships, it could mean somebody to ask somebody asking you, hey, can you watch my kids for me? Even though they know that that shit ain't convenient for you. Even though they know that, you know, maybe them kids might be too fucking bad. Or maybe it's too many of them. Or you, you might not have, you might have your own kids that you're watching. Or, you know, whatever. But they, the, 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 the bottom line is it, 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 it's inconvenient to you. Um, they expect you to change your plans to meet them. Or they'll put, put you down if, 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 if you say no. 
Um, When we think about the workplace, a toxic person might demand that you work late, knowing that you got shit to do after work. Knowing you got to pick up kids or maybe you got a second job. Or I don't know, you got the gym or you got to go take care of mama or whatever, you know, or they'll give you something to do right before lunch to prevent you from from getting a promotion. They'll try to do stuff like that um, because they want you to stay in their department. No, I don't. I, yeah, you, you the bomb dot com. Yeah, you 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 deserve to advance, but I want to keep you in our department. So, yeah, I'm going to sabotage you moving forward. That's a toxic person because they're trying to control you through their own selfish reasons. They're trying to control you to feed their own selfish reasons, because, again, it's the them show. It's the me show. It's about me Two, They always need to be right. They always need to be right. It's so crazy how toxic people are so thin-skinned. They can't even stand the thought that they're wrong. It doesn't matter how small the issue is. They will argue with your ass with their point of view, tooth and nail, until you just say, all right, cool, you got it. You just give in because you're exhausted. And that lets them put the ball back into their court. And, you know, their need to be right, it just trumps common sense. You know, they're, they're, they're pursuing issue over and over and over again that they're right. You know, they will, I've seen it in forensic psychology. I've seen motherfuckers take shit to court knowing they dead ass wrong. I've seen people plead not guilty knowing they on tape. You know, um, they don't want to admit that they're wrong. You know, um, I've seen people sue others over trivial shit or call the police. Uh, these permit patties and these barbecue backies and all of it. Yeah, toxic. Yes, this is a perfect example of it. And they're happy to lie and fabricate and misdirect because their main focal point is to be seen as right. You know, you're wrong, I'm right. Third, they're surrounded by drama. You surprised? You surprised? Every time you turn around, they got shit going on with them. Every time you turn around, you remember grandma talking about if it ain't one thing, it's another. That's what it is with them, you know? But it's kind of like when you're negative, you know, energy is transferable. When you have negative energy, that's what you're going to attract. So it should be no surprise that they're always in fucking turmoil. Turmoil, turmoil, turmoil. And they could be that way because they want sympathy. Because remember, this is the, the, the me show. You know, or, you know, get what they want and be able to manipulate other people. Um, But I want to say this. They may even thrive off of the drama. You know, some people, like me, I'm no drama. I don't like drama. But you have some people, they love it. 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 They will dwell on negative experiences. They will dwell on what the fuck somebody did to them in second grade. You know, they will submit themselves in victimhood. And they will just take positive energy from everybody around them. Because remember, energy is transferable. So if you coming around them with good vibes, they will suck that shit out of you. And now you feeling down. And you don't need that. Next, they're liars. Toxic people are 
liars. Liars, 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 liars. They will withhold information. They will twist information. They will deliberately mislead you. Or they will just downright lie. No fucks given. And they're comfortable with doing this. They're happy to twist, obscure, and reinvent the truth to hide or pursue their other personality flaws. Again, it always comes back to self. So yeah, I'm going to lie to make myself, to, to, to assert myself as the bomb.com. I'm going to manipulate you, twist the truth, deceive you, and all of that to make myself seem like I'm on a pedestal. Number five, they're too eager. Any relationships, two red flags. And I mentioned this a few episodes ago. When people are too eager to jump into a relationship and when people are dragging their ass and jumping in a relationship, I think those are two red flags for me. Now, of course, we got to take our time, get to know people. Of course, we got to have that happy medium. But there are some people who, you, like the dude today, you 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 meet them and what you trying to do with this? Well, I'm trying to get married. I'm trying to so and so and so. I'm trying to. And then you have some people who, y'all been dating five years, and he like, but you ain't my girl though, and she like, but you ain't my man though. So anyway, back to it being too eager. As I said, relationships they take time to build, and an emotionally healthy person knows this. They know that you need space. So when you meet, when you're out dating and you're meeting people who always got to be up in your fucking area, they calling you every five minutes. You can't get no work done. You can't get no rest. They want to be on the phone with you fucking monopolizing all your time until five o'clock in the morning. And you, you tired at work. You can't be around your friends. They just want you all to themselves and they're just smothering you. Run, run. Run, 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 run. Especially if you've advocated for yourself and you've told them, hey, um, I need time by myself. Or, you know, I need time to spend with my boys. Or I need time to spend with my, with my girls or my, my kids, my family, you know, whatever. Or just time to just fucking relax, relate and release. And they're like, no, you don't need to do that. Or then they start to gaslight, manipulate. Um, and try to gain back control of that situation that we spoke about earlier, run. Because again, it's not about you. It's about them. And they want to monopolize your time. The next one, they're always the victim. They don't ever do shit wrong. It's always somebody else. You know, they always blaming somebody for their problems. They didn't meet the deadline because somebody didn't remind them. They're hungover today because they work too late. Um, to, to eat, you know, they missed the early morning meeting because their wife forgot to set the alarm. They didn't book an appointment because you didn't get them the number. They missed a promotion because I don't fucking know. <sighs> you know, maybe uh, LinkedIn didn't uh, give them an alert that they hadn't updated their profile or their resume in six months. I don't know, you know, and, and I will say that bad things happen to good people. You know, some shit is unavoidable, but, you know, we take accountability for things and we woman up and we man up. But if you see someone who's constantly blaming other people for their problems and not taking any accountability or personal responsibility for their shit, hmm. 
they toxic. And you don't need to be around that. Because at some point, they're going to start blaming you. Mm -hmm. They're going to get to you. Number seven, they never have a nice word to say about nobody. Talk shit. Negative Nancy. Oh, look at that. Look, look, look over there with so-and-so-and-so. Did you hear about so-and-so-and-so? Why she wearing that? Why that nigga so-and-so? Just negative. Always want to find fault in other people. You know? That is a clear sign of a toxic person. You know? Especially if you see them happy to tear down somebody. Especially... If you see them happy to hear news that somebody, you know, was dealt a misfortune. Like, yeah, that's what that bitch get. Oh, yeah, that's what that nigga get. You know, now, if the person had it coming, hey. But, you know, just over and over and over and over and over again. Just being mean and being nasty and, and gossipy and just vindictive and malicious and just reveling in... Uh, of the misfortune of others that's a sign of a toxic person number eight they don't let go <sighs> now sometimes it takes us a minute to get over some shit especially something that's hurt us especially something that's made us vulnerable especially something that's made us uncomfortable that's fine that's cool um, and we go through healthy emotions to get through it. You know, we got anger, we got blame, we got questioning, we got grief, we got all of that. It's a process. But then we move the fuck on. Toxic people don't do that. They thrive on the drama and the negativity, like I said before, and they relish in the attention that they get from it. And it's 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 so much that they may even rail and moan about their misfortune, but deep down they love the 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 attention that they get from it. Um, there's a uh, a disorder called Munchausen syndrome, and in Munchausen syndrome, individuals um, they create these they create these situations that would that 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 elicit or solicit excuse me people to come. And oh my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh my God, it's like they create these pockets of misfortune to get sympathy and empathy and attention from others. And then some people take it even a step further. There's something called Munchausen by proxy, where they bring their children in it. So every time you turn around, they at the hospital with the kid. Every time you turn around, something going on with the kid. Every time you turn around, something bad didn't happen to the kid because they want you to come. Maybe uh, uh, you 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 don't have to cook. Let me bring you some meals. Let me sit with you. Oh my God, I couldn't imagine my child always being in the hospital. What's wrong? What's going on? How are you holding up? You know, let me hug you. Let me this. Let me that. That's a toxic ass person. You know, so that that's so prevalent that um, there's a name for it, you know. Now, I'm not saying just because, you know, you know, they play the victim that the net that's automatically you got Munchausen. But I'm just saying that that is an extreme part of it. So um, the next one is they're evasive. 
You know, most people are straightforward. You ask them a question, this is the answer. You know, or, you know, maybe I don't know. Or let me get back with you. Or, you know, let me ask so-and-so, you know. But again, when you're toxic and you're thriving on attention and drama, they will happily lie to see you eat it up. You know, they they just, they love to lie at will. You know, they like to play and tilt and twist and muddle the truth until nobody knows what the fuck going on. Well, damn, but she told me that someone said, oh, no, well, she told me this story. Oh, she told you that? Well, uh, she told my friend, blah, 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 happened. You know, and this is a tactic that they use to control and to cover up their deficiencies. And you have to be very careful with this because if you don't know that E. True Hollywood story, you don't know what you're stepping yourself into. You don't. So, you know, hey, leave that shit alone. You know, if some shit seems a little convoluted, you know, because, you know, they may be trying to sabotage, you know, um, they, 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 they may be trying to it, put it like this. <sighs> Being evasive about something could cause harm to you because you don't know what you're getting yourself into with these people. You don't know they've taken away your right to choose whether you want to engage in something because you don't know all the facts. So be careful when you have people who don't want to. I'm not saying you they got to tell you all their business and stuff like that. But when they're being evasive, because then it puts you at risk. Next, they're not nice to others. You know, I mean, toxic people, they can be charming, but only when it serves them. Remember that it always comes back to self. So if you're useful to them or they want something from you, ah, they're going to be very flattering. They're going to be very loving. They're going to be very engaging, you know, but it's all a show, you know, because they want something from you. So if you ever want to know what the, the, the best way to get a sense of someone's real character, watch how they treat other people, you know, especially people who don't have no use for them. Insignificant people. Watch how they treat them. And that'll let you know their character. If they can't gain shit from somebody, that's why they say, you know, I love people who gives respect to the janitor. You know, gives respect to the housekeeper. Or, you know, someone that may not be in a position to, you know, uh, 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 catapult, catapult, excuse me, someone else's desires or something and and they're even showing this person respect dignity you know and love so watch how people treat others because that will probably be how they treat you especially if you run out of a use for them so watch you know are they nice to the postman are they nice to the waitress when y'all go out to eat you know um other people's kids watch how they treat other people's kids you know um, colleagues, maybe colleagues that are or, 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 or work co-workers, excuse me, who are subordinate to them. Watch them. Um, if you want to find out whether someone may be toxic or not, again, you observe their relationships with people who mean nothing to them. And you also watch how polite, kind or thoughtful they are or are not. You know, it, 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 it's a beautiful scale that you can use. Um to see or to forecast how they're going to treat you. And like I said, especially when you no longer have a, um, a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a use for them. 
So I'm going to give you a few more things of how to handle them. I know we talked about it in the beginning, but here are a few more. Um, Know your boundaries and stick to them. Don't let a toxic person just come and fuck up your boundaries and just demolish them for their own gain. Because remember, it's not about you. It's about them. So you need to work out what is important to you and you need to make sure you don't budge. And you don't feel bad about that. And don't let them try to railroad you, gaslight you, minimize, whatever. Don't let them do that to you. Um, Also, in the workplace especially, you keep a record of anything that is decided on. You know, make sure that you protect yourself. If y'all are discussing something or you agree about something verbally, follow it up with an email. You know, hey, I just wanted to... Um, I just wanted to, what's the word I'm looking for? I just wanted to, um, follow up with our meeting where we discussed X, Y, and Z, you know, our meeting yesterday, you know, great meeting. I, I, Hey, I, I know I'm talking all fast. Hey, so-and-so I really enjoyed, um, our meeting yesterday or our meeting today. I just wanted to follow up with you, um, where we discuss blah, 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 blah. And you know, you might even be like, Hey, you know, if, if you agree or, you know, if, the, if, if you have any corrections, let me know. And this will give you that paper trail for if they be like, no, I didn't say that, especially in a workplace, this is rapid in the workplace. So you got to cover your ass and document, 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 um, be polite and be honest with them. Just because they're rude and deceitful, it doesn't give you an excuse to be. You know, you you don't step out of your character um, and let others see how toxic they are. Because, you know, if you're arguing with this toxic person, people from a distance can't tell who is who. Jay-Z say that. you They just see two motherfuckers arguing. Like, damn, what the fuck they arguing about? You know, they'll show other people who they are. You don't have to go into a campaign. Stepping out of your character to show who they are. No, because you're stooping to their level and you're stooping to their frequency and you don't need to do that. Please don't share your business with them. Please don't. Anything that you say to a toxic person will be repeated in a negative way. Don't gossip with them because that's the quickest way for you to be in some he say, she say shit, especially if they messy. Because remember, they like drama. Well, so-and-so told me. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And you probably just agreed with something. But because you agreed with something that they said that was derogatory to somebody, then yes, and so-and-so agreed with that. You know? So leave that shit alone. Don't engage with them. And then he say, she say. The next, avoid being a shoulder to cry on. You know? You don't want to get dragged with them. Because that energy goes on to you. It transfers to you. And now you down. Now you out. Now you lonely. Now you all of the above. Don't do that shit. You know? Nothing that you say can cheer up a toxic person. Remember that. Nothing. Save your energy, baby. Save it for the people who are genuine. Save it for the people who love you. Save it for the people who want to see you fucking... You you be the best that you can be. Don't do that shit with a toxic person. You will be running yourself into the ground because nothing you can do is going to make them feel good. Lastly, you got to be firm. No, I don't think that's lastly because I think I might have something else for y'all. Um, and I do. But be firm. Toxic people, again, they want their way at any cost. At any cost. So you got to stand your ground. You can't give it to them. And that is also a boundary because they're going to know they can't come to you with no bullshit. 
They gonna know that. Oh no, because when I tried to so and so with so and so, yeah, that's a boundary. Be firm. Now, my last thing that I would like to say now, this is me talking, is for you to have what I call the no bullshit talk. I do that all the time. Look, I realize that you think that you can have me fucked up. Well, I realize that this is probably your viewpoint of what our relationship or our connection is. Or I realize that you've been talking shit or you've been being two-faced. Like, yeah, that's me. I had no bullshit talk. But you need to stop. But you, whatever it is you got to say, had had no bullshit talk, no filter with them to let them know you're not about to run over me. You are not about to fucking run over me. So... I hope these things have helped you. You have your um, 10 signs of toxic people. I've taught you how to handle them both when we began and I gave you some more gems um, when we were ending. So now, um, let me check my time. Yeah, we can do a, a, a Dear Nikki. I'll do a short one. So let's get into that. Okay, so this lady says, Hi Nikki, I was wondering if you could help me with some advice. Lately I've been feeling really lonely. I find myself desperately wanting to connect with someone. Please share any advice to help me get through this. Thank you for your time. So with this, mingle, socialize. I keep telling this to y'all, it's summer. Y'all gotta get out. My introverted ass can get out every weekend and, and do all of this stuff. This is, when you sit at home, even to my homebodies, at some point you become bored. At some point you've read every book. At some point you've watched every TV show. And I mean, the most introverted person needs to be around other people at some point, not all the time, but they need that connection because people do recharge our batteries. I mean, we like our space. But, you know, just get out, you know, grab your girlfriends, do something. Eventbrite is my best friend. I go on there and look for stuff, you know, because I'm not a clubber, you know, but I go on there and I look for stuff. I may grab one girlfriend and be like, let's go do hookah. You know, it doesn't have to be something extravagant. Get you hookah. Some, some hookah lounges have like happy hour and just get out and talk and chat. Um, connect with the earth. I say that all the time. Go for a walk. Connect with nature. Those raise your vibrations as well. So I want you to begin to make healthy connections. I want you to be able to get out, go on to Eventbrite, find things that you like. And you can search by category, you know, and you'll find something. Maybe go for a drive. Maybe go go to another geography. Go out of town for the weekend, you know. So that's something that you can do. Now let's get into the I Saved You a Seed Award. What's up? I say, what's up? I say, what's up? Man, sit your ass down. So I was on my explore page, as always. That's why I get the tea, y'all. And I know we discussed last last week's um, I Saved You a Seed Award went to the um, went to Ami and Justin McClure, um, the parents of the McClure twins and Justin, they had they had dug through the crates. Um, Justin had he he's he's Caucasian, and Ami is Nigerian, um, and they have three children together. They have um, four year old twins, four or six. I always get the the age messed up. And then they have an infant son, a toddler son. So um, 
it was unearthed that Justin had been saying some racist um, comedy. Um, not even I might even call it racist comedy because I hate when this shit is 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 minimized. He had said some very racist and inflammatory statements um, about um, black men and black women, also um, Hispanic um, men and women as well. So um, they formed a unified front. You know, every publicist a dream. You know, you got the wife and the husband with each other to prove that the wife who is African um, isn't offended. So you shouldn't be offended. Um, and he's saying, you know, he he was it was an insensitive joke and he shouldn't have. And this is when he was a comedian, all this other shit. So he got that saved you a seat award. And I had even said, you know, the wife need to get one fucking two. But I was I was being a little cool on her. Like, you know, not cool like you get a pass. But we talking about him right now. But like I said, from day one, there's been something about that family. Not the babies, but the two of them that has never sat right with me. Um, that made me always like, mm, yeah, I can't, I can't subscribe to it. So it comes out that Justin is not the father of the twins. And, um, surprise, that's not what the, what the thing is, you know. But I was on the Explore page, and there was this video of Ami, who's the wife. And she's like, <sighs> it was a minute long of her trying to make herself cry. Where she's explaining how she was in a bad situation at her pregnancy with the twins and why she had to leave that husband, you know, or whatever. And it wasn't even about what she was saying. I was watching her body language. And again, behavior science is one of my backyards. She was looking away, like she was looking to somebody for cues. She would pause and look to the ceiling like she was about to cry. And I never saw one tear fall. I didn't even see her eyes well up. Because usually when you be fighting back tears, you be fighting them bitches back. You know, like your eyes be glassy. Like, mm. you know, you look away, you know, whatever. One might roll down the side of your eye, but nothing. And I was like, oh, this is horrible theatrics. This is horrible. Horrible. Where the fuck was the acting coaches at? Who is the acting coach? Who put this shit together? Who wrote this? Because this is horrible. You ain't going to get no fucking Golden Globe with this shit, Ami. You ain't going to get no goddamn Emmy with this shit, Ami. You got to put your soul in this shit. We got to hear from here. And we didn't. I didn't. And I just was like, I wonder how it is when you're married to your first husband. And he turns out to be a piece of shit, whatever. And then you got this second one, you know, who... Whatever. Um, I'm not even going to go down that road because that ain't none of my fucking business. That's her little red wagon. She can push it or pull it, as my grandmother would say. But I just wanted to say so bad when I was watching this video, if you don't sit your motherfucking ass down somewhere, your fake ass down somewhere, now you fucking hurt. Now you all of this shit, you know? And I think it was kind of, let's take the attention. I don't think I know. Let's take the attention off of my husband saying these very derogatory, these very inflammatory, these very racist 
comment about motherfuckers who look just like me and let me play the victim role and tell y'all the story of OJ and when I had these motherfucking twin babies. No, it ain't gonna work with me. No, Ami, you sit your ass down. You sit your ass down. You sit your ass down, girl. It ain't gonna work with me. I was so unmoved. I was actually offended. Like I said, I grew up in performing art school. She could have called me. I would have got her right. I would have wrote her up a nice script. I would have put some glycerin tears on her cheeks before we even started. You know, maybe uh, boil some bleach because you know when them vapors hit, that's when them eyes well up. See, I know the tricks and the backstories to making your fucking eyes well up. It, she, it just, it was half-assed. They weren't prepared. It was, it was, it was very subpar. Very much so subpar. And it was a very horrible way to cover up what your husband has said and what what he has done to people who look just like you. Fuck what happened with you and your first husband. That that ain't got dick to do with us. Motherfuckers act fucking crazy and you and 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 and, and, and motherfuckers break up with their husband during their pregnancy all the time, B. We ain't even on that. To be honest with you, I broke up with my husband when I was eight months pregnant with Kingston. To be honest with you. So, girl, we ain't even on that. I'm pissed off that you're sitting here and you're trying to gaslight us. And you're trying to minimize what your husband did. Mm -hmm. Oh, look how this shit ties in. Oh, won't she do it? Don't do that shit on me. Don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. You're going to have to, when them four walls close in on you, you're going to have to put that mirror up to your face. And you're going to have to deal with, and you're going to have to come to grips with the fuck is going on. Do not try to pull the wool over our eyes and tell us this fucking story, this unsung story. We ain't for that. We are still, <sighs> you know what? I'm going to leave that alone. That, that sound y'all just heard was me closing my notebook. Y'all about to hear me unclick my pen. Bam. I'm done. Army, shame on you. Sit your fucking ass down somewhere. And then she had, she had a, um, a Ankara print head wrap on. I was like, oh shit. All right. You giving us the Ankara today. Yeah. Sit your ass down somewhere. I'm A. Nicole. I got to get a body. I got to pack my bag. For Philly. If you want to um, follow me on IG, which you should, um, my IG is at Nikki's Thoughts, and that is N I K K I E S T H O U G T S. If you want to find out what it is I do, my 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 ten businesses, me work ten jobs, mine true true Jamaican team. Um, go to my website www thoughtsofanicole.com and that's thoughts of a n i c h o l e.com and it'll tell you all of my websites, all of my businesses, all of my social handles and where you can find me outside of Nikki's thoughts. I'm on tour. You can catch my tour dates and information www.acetatmysisterstable.com and my Instagram is for that at acetatmysisterstable. See y'all next week. Y'all have y'all a good one.